Now this is a story all about how my... Hey guys, Dino Gomez here and you are listening to the Secrets of Coaching podcast where we break down the nuances of growing a seven-figure online coaching business and we are about to get started in three, two, We are live. Hey, what's going on? Seven-figure visionaries, Dino Gomez here and I am sitting down with Jesse De Silva. And we are doing a client spotlight today. We are going to talk about uh, how Jesse, a spiritual coach, uh, did $24,000 plus. $24, I think it's, it's $24,600 uh, in the last 30 days. Uh, last so we're going to be talking about that today. I'm very excited to be sitting down with Jesse. We're going to get into her story, how she's landing clients, how she's marketing herself, changes that she made so that she could have this uh, incredible month and all of the cool things. So, if you guys um, are joining us right now, let us know in the comments what city you guys are joining us from. We would love to know. Um, and uh, as well as stick around for what's going to be a crazy, jam-packed, amazing interview full of nuggets, tangible tactics, and strategies you guys can use inside of your coaching business. So first and foremost, Jesse, thank you so much uh, for joining me, my friend. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, Jesse, you are a client inside of Seven Figure Visionary and our mastermind for online coaches and consultants. And so we're going to dive into you just having this monstrous month right now. And some of the things I'm really excited to talk about, Jesse, is one, I'm really excited to talk about how there's kind of this perception in the coaching industry that uh, in order to make a ton of money, that you have to be in the make money online space. Um, that's one of the things I'm excited to talk about as well as what you're doing to land clients right now, as well as the tweaks you've made to your marketing to have this monstrous month. But let's start at the beginning, Jesse. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, where you're from, and then also what it is you do as an online coach. Yeah, my name is Jesse De Silva, and I go by the tagline on Instagram as the Millennial Money Witch. And what I do is I help spiritual entrepreneurs scale to the five-figure and beyond point through a three-point formula based on the principles of magic. So literally what it takes to make a spell work. And they are align your intentions, embody them deeply, and take inspired action every day. And that's my formula no matter what level people are at. It's the same thing. So that's how I work with people, and I work with them one-on-one -on -one in group programs. I also offer one-off readings. So yeah, and I've been doing this for about a year, and before that, I had spent about eight months as a job hunt coach. So that's basically about me. Like, you can read more about me. I've been in Forbes and Yahoo Finance, but this is basically what I'm sticking with now. It's like definitely like the magical side of running a business. I love it. I love it. Super unique positioning, incredible branding. We're going to talk about that in a second and the importance of that because in a very crowded marketplace, we keep hearing of so many coaches and they almost all have the same tagline. They're all doing the same thing. You really zeroed in on your messaging and a way to differentiate yourself. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that, but let's, let's do this, Jesse. So, um, you've been online coaching for, I think you said about a year. Tell us about your online coaching journey for a second. Like, why did you get into online coaching? How did you start out? What was your title, quote unquote, when you started mm -hmm. out? And um, and yeah, take us through kind of that journey 
uh, before we cross paths. Yeah. So it'll be, it, it'll be two years in July. So the first nine months I had originally started as a job hunt coach and cause that's, I had come up with my own system for networking your way to a dream job. So I like, no one ever had to send cold emails. The people I worked with, you would usually find their dream job at their dream salary. Like 60% of them got it within 30 days and then the rest of them would get it within 90 days. So I had like my little thing going and I was very like kind of afraid of also showing like this witchy side to me, even though that's what I was doing in all of my calls and in all of my coaching, like I was still very intuitive and I would still do card pulls. I sold like I sold um, readings too, but I kind of kept them separate. So eventually I put them together. So it was like a manifest your dream job kind of thing. And then of course, COVID hit and shut down the economy for a bit. And so I knew I actually got really excited because it was nine months into my business. I had made every mistake in the book and I had been working with a coach and, you know, I learned so much from those nine months. And even though like I had barely made any money, I saw such an opportunity and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to shift into business coaching because people are going to get laid off. They're not going to be able to like work jobs. They need to know how to start online businesses. So that became my focus was how to help people start their businesses online. And so I was helping anybody who had like service-based businesses, coaching businesses, spiritual businesses. I was working at that with that for a while. And then because it kind of became formulaic for me, I got bored. And what happened is that I started attracting a different type of client and all of a sudden no one was converting. So here I was, I had this group of like 1500 people in a Facebook group. I had 3000 followers on Instagram. So it's not like I was starting from the beginning, but I was, and I had had these months before where I'd had like you know, 20, I had like a $30,000 sales month and, you know, I made like 12,000 in cash one month, but it had all of a sudden just come to a screeching halt. And it was like, I had a mass purge of all of my leads, my clients. And it was, it was a good thing because a lot of them, frankly, like either weren't taking my advice or they were stiffing me on payments. And the people I was attracting weren't really in alignment with what I wanted to do. And so I was sitting here trying to figure out what does this next iteration of my business look like? I had raised my prices. I started talking about things differently, but I still didn't really have the confidence to go full woo-woo with a lot of what I was doing. And then I met you (laughs) and you really encouraged me to just like go after that. And I knew on some level that I had to like go full on crazy with the stuff that I teach. Like I had to go full into the magic and the intuition and all of that. But I guess small shreds of me were still thinking that I need to be credible. I need to look like somebody who's a business coach, a professional business coach. Even though I was talking about intuition and manifestation and psychic gifts, even though I talked about those things, I was so afraid to put it at the center of my brand. And then you kind of gave me that push and including after like a launch that flopped And that was kind of like the last one where I was like, okay, I had this moment where I was like, 
I know I'm supposed to be weird. <laughs> like I know I'm supposed to be weird and like putting the weird stuff out there. Like Dino keeps telling me to put the weird stuff out there. So I said, okay, fine, I'm going to do it. And I remember I like went to my altar and I just said, well, I didn't even go to it. I looked across the room at it almost like from a place of resentment. And I said to the universe, my guides, whoever, and I said, fine, you want me to be weird? I'm going to be weird. Okay. But like, if I'm going to be weird, you need to take care of me on the physical plane. So that means if I put something out there that's super fucking weird, I need you to pay me for it. Okay. Like you need to bring me the people who want this because I didn't want to just be another white lady talking about manifestation online. Like that's not what I wanted to be. But I realized that I had my own way of looking at things. I had my own way of helping people shift things very quickly because that's what I realized was like a lot of people were needing was that so much of like the shadow work and the inner child stuff would take forever. It take months for people to shift. And I was finding that when I worked with people and shared my knowledge, they would shift very quickly. So I begrudgingly, I guess, decided to put out like a magic based program and it took off. It was amazing. Like I've had more interest than I ever had in anything. I have found every single one of my clients is a dream client and it was, and it's literally been the easiest money every I've ever made because even those months where I did have like these big figures, I had to work so hard to reach those figures. I had 10 one-on-one clients. And then I had, I think like 17 in a group program. Whereas now I, I made those figures with currently eight people in a program and two had been leftover clients who had paid for a longer package. So really, if we're talking about like, you know, money per heads, it was, we're talking about like six people. I made the same money helping six people than I did helping basically 26. That's, that's amazing. I think so many of us, there's so many takeaways here, right? First off, less work, more fulfillment, get mm-hmm. to be your weird self, which I think everybody yes. deserves to be their weird self, should, should feel comfortable in their own skin. And it's really funny though, right? Like, and you, and then you went from 26 clients, um, and then, uh, to down to basically about six, making the exact same money, having Mm -hmm. it be in flow, having it be something that you want. It's so interesting to me because the resistance comes pretending to be somebody that we're not. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny and everybody has those. I think it's so interesting, Jesse too, because Actually, I, I think it's a natural thought process. Like, I want to chat with you about this for everybody to hear as well. Everybody has a degree of kind of that self-reflection where they're like, should I be behaving a certain way according to society, according to my industry? Because, you know, how am I going to be perceived? Like, it, you know, it like, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It like flashed through my head. Like, you know, if you have a Michael Jordan jersey hanging on the wall behind you, are you going to come off like a super bro? Like, and, and are people going to want to trust and hire you that, you know, that you can, you know, do well with coaching or are you going to seem too much like a bro? Like I had those thoughts too, but I'm like, no, nope, you know what? That's who I am. I love Michael Jordan and I am who I am. And I think the right audience will come to get to know me and realize I'm, I'm not one particular anything I'm, you know, in, in my own category. It's so, so interesting, right? That you, the, I think we, again, we, I think we all have that 
you know, moment where we're like, can I be my true self? Can I be fun? Can I act like the person I am around my, my closest friends who are equally Mm -hmm. as weird? And is there a market out there for that? Um, so super interesting. So a couple of things I want to touch on here, Jesse is like, and, and we'll actually get into how you sign these clients. So, uh, I know for those listening in or watching the replay, you guys are stick around. I know you guys are excited to hear about this, but let's, let's, Let's look at this for a second here. You had some excellent months in your business, but that required a lot of 1v1 clients, a lot of low ticket sales. Mm -hmm. Then the clients were refunding. They weren't paying you. I know we spoke about that. They were Mm -hmm. were hassles. You had some thing chasing them down through contracts, maybe even legal issues. Oh yeah. Chasing them down for payments constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that whole thing and takes away from your passion and your love and your joy of actually coaching and you're mm-hmm. trying to help folks out. And then after that, you realized, okay, I, I want to make this shift. Then business wasn't going well for a while, which um, if you're comfortable with it, I would love to talk about this because to be honest, that is an entrepreneurial journey. Like you do have ups and downs. It happens to absolutely everybody. It happens to Amazon as well, folks, for everybody listening in. And guess what? Amazon always crushes it in December which means the other months don't look as good. So the, the chart isn't always going like this. Uh, we want it to go up while it, it has its waves, um, but it will certainly will have a dip for uh, an, a bigger month again. Um, so when when things weren't going well for a second, like what was your thought process? What were the emotions? What were your concerns? And how were you managing that so that you could get yourself back on track? And the other thing too, is I commend you so much for having, you know, those months where business wasn't going well for a while. Um, and then you still came across us and you were still willing to invest. You still believed in yourself. Can you walk us through that thought process and why you made those decisions there? Yes. So I've always been like intuitively driven and basically I had to sit and say like, okay, this massive clearing out is making space. And like, I like, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm like, you know, meditating in the clouds and like super chill over being broke and like not having clients and all of that. You know, I had moments where I was like sobbing over it, just like feeling like this is never going to happen. I'm just lying to myself. Like I'm not meant to be a business owner. Like it's just, it's just, I'm trying to make something happen. That's not going to happen. And like sitting there thinking like, I'm, you know, I'm a former lawyer and I had a high paying legal job and I'm a former journalist. And so now it's like, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like I've ruined all my job prospects because now I'm like this lady who was in Forbes talking about how she's a psychic. So I was like, well, there's no, like, there's no going back for me. Like I'm just fucked at this point. Um, So I was saying like, if there's, it's clearing space for something. And I knew that like, I needed another kind of coach. I knew I needed something that was a little bit different than what I, what I had been doing. So, you know, and I, I joke all the time when I talk about you now, I said, Dino had everything working against him. He was a man and he wasn't a psychic. So (laughs) when it came to that, um, but it, it was like exactly what I needed. Like, and you know, I was, in, I've always been somebody who said that the time to invest is like when you have no money because you have no other way to fix it. Like you can't see your own problems because you're stuck in them. That's just how it is. So I was in this place where I had known intuitively I needed to make a lot of shifts. So one of those being that I needed to leave DC and move back to Florida 
with my fiance. So we were right before, at least you and I started working together right before that happened. And so all my money was earmarked for that move and making it like, and that's a big expensive move. So I was thinking about that, but I also just knew I was like, there's no, like, there's no other answer here. Like I've tried all of my intuitive coaches and not that they haven't worked, but like, I'm very strong with my intuition. This isn't what I need help with anymore. And so when we spoke, I just, what really drove it home for me was that you saw me, like you saw my potential, you got me, you understood what I wanted to do. And like that, just like that meant more to me than anything. Not that other people hadn't seen me that way before, but you saw like the potential beyond that. And you were like, here's exactly like what we would do to get you there. And I was like, this is what I've been missing. This is like structure. This is accountability. Because if anybody who is into astrology is listening to this, like I'm a Pisces sun, moon and a Gemini rising. So I like structure is like not my thing. I'm all over the place. I love to like be very flowy and intuitive and, you know, not keep a schedule and I'm late to everything. Like it's just how I am. And so planning things ahead of time, that was really difficult for me. And I realized that that lack of structure and that lack of like concrete planning was part of what was holding me back. And so having somebody who was very grounded in that, I knew would balance out the intuitive part of me. Like if I just knew like the practical steps, then I could make it, make the rest of it happen as long as I put my own spin on it. So that was like how I came to that decision. I just knew like, well, if I don't invest, like I'm just going to keep spinning my wheels and doing what I've been doing, which is not working. So to me, I, like, I always tell people you have, like when you're broke, like, I don't care what you do. You have to find it in your budget to, to make it happen. I love that. That's, that's so, so powerful on so many different levels. People think it's, it's, uh, they think it's backwards, but it's actually spot on. It's exactly what you have to do. It's, it's more reason to invest because you, you don't have money. Things aren't Mm -hmm. working for you the way that, that you need to be. And, And oftentimes people think to themselves, when I have money, then I'll do invest, but you won't necessarily have that problem. Then you first have to get address the problem so that you have the money. So it's this whole backwards thing, but, um, What's so incredible that you shared there, Jesse, is you you know you had this move coming up and you're still like, nope, I have to invest. And I think it's so interesting to hear because this is actually the first time me hearing it from your perspective why you decided to invest. Um, I think it's interesting that you chose, you you know, you'd worked with um, other intuitive coaches and they helped you in their own respective rights. Um, but you're like, I need a, a completely different coach with a, a different set of uh, skill sets. Um that I find very, very interesting in, in the sense that I think oftentimes people think that if they go to somebody that's most like them, that understands them or speaks their language, that it will help them more. And that certainly can be true. Um, but sometimes it's the complete opposite. Um, did you like, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. You're, it was, it was mostly, you said the structure or was it like, I, cause I, again, I haven't, I wouldn't know, I don't know how intuitive coaches coach. I only know the way that we do things. So I'm really curious, like, how are those, how are those different? What, how has the experience been different? I guess if, if I can ask that. Sure. So like they, I felt like they made me in, they, they really helped with my mindset and they really helped me like discover my own magic. Like, so they helped me see like, 
you know, it's possible to run things from a place of wanting to feel good and happy and like, you know, healing all these kinds of wounds, money mindset, like money trauma, childhood trauma, all of that stuff. Like they helped me with all of this stuff that was helping, that was preventing me from showing up in my business. But even if they had like practical strategy, like I wasn't necessarily learning all of that. Like what happened is that, um, you know, these are coaches who have like big followings and like, I think, I think basically like they don't even realize the strategies that they've put in place in order to teach them. Like they do it so naturally, like it comes to them so naturally that it's not a science that they can like replicate or that anybody can like learn step one, step two, step three. And not that that's how we do things. Like instead, I feel like what I've been given is almost like, like the visual I'm getting is almost a buffet. And it's like, I get to my plate out of all these different methods. Whereas before it was kind of just like, you know, tuning me back into me, which if I have bad habits, that's kind of blocking some of it, right? So it's like even things where like, I just really try to, I'm more cognizant, like in the structural aspect of things. Like if like we've even walked through like, okay, like how many people and what's the messaging and how are we going to reach them versus like, you know, let's like meditate and get in touch with people's hearts and like call them in that way, which is super important, but I feel like you need both. And I'd had so much in this other, in this other field of it that I really needed to balance it out with like tried and true strategies that not only I could use and experiment with, but that I could teach people as well, because I do believe you need both. It's kind of like yin and yang. You need like all, you need to be like intuitively driven, but you also need to know what strategies are out there. So that way you can apply them to your intuitive business, if that's what you're doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that makes, and that makes complete sense. Um, the, the yin and yang aspect and, and branching out. And it's also, I also always think it's kind of fun from a perspective of you meet a whole different group of people that are doing, oh, yeah. doing and speaking different things, which is kind of fun. And so, uh, if you guys are just tuning in here, we are talking with Jesse De Silva about how she's had, uh, it's actually a $24,000 plus month, um, as a spiritual business coach who works in the field of magic. And, and so this is really cool because, uh, I haven't, we haven't worked with somebody who works with magic and spells. And so this is different. And one of the things just to summarize, if you guys are coming in late that we've really been talking about is how important it is for you to own your unique brand and who you are and to be weird, be different, be loud is the, you know, as soon as you start copying another coach, right. Uh, you are basically saying to yourself, to the universe, to the market, Hey, I'm nothing special. I'm going to copy somebody else where really we all, we're all unique in our own ways. You got to be own it. You got to be loud about it. And so, um, so Jesse, you put yourself in this spot where you're like, okay, used to be a corporate lawyer. Now I'm doing magic and stuff like that as a business coach. So obviously I can't go back to the corporate lawyer space. I'm branded this way now. And then you, you know, we spoke about how you were caught up kind of like, do I need to come off as a certain degree of special? And then you broke out the weird. You're like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to teach business a certain way. It's going to involve magic and spells and, and law of attraction and inner work and a bunch of things. And so let's, let's talk about how we also spoke on how you went from 27 clients down to six, making the same amount of money 
um, mm-hmm. working less, more in flow. Let's talk about how you you got clients here in, in a roundabout way. So um, what was the like marketing strategy for you? I mean, first foremost, it was first we need to brand you as unique and different so that people can latch on and decide that they really like your essence. Um, what was the campaign that we helped roll out that's allowed you to enroll these these clients currently? So initially, what I what we did is um, I was on a call with one of your coaches, Danielle, and she had helped me see like, where am I missing the mark between my branding and like how I show up? And so what she helped me realize is that everything I talked about, which was joy, passion, fun, magic, manifestation, glitter, sparkles, like all of this stuff where it's like very like magical and whimsical and fun. She was like, she looked at my website and she was like, do any of these look fun to you? Any of these photos? Does any of this language sound fun to you? Like, do you want to hang out with you? And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like, this is all so serious. I had been so focused on trying to not become another manifestation coach that I became just another launch expert, just another business coach. So it was, it was truly that it's like how they say, when you try to reach everyone, you reach no one. And so it had kind of like, that's the effect that it wound up having. I was trying so hard to just like give the world what I thought it wanted rather than what I wanted to teach and just putting it out there. And that requires a different level of vulnerability, right? To be like, I love this stuff and I don't care if you don't like it because the right people are going to show up. And what's funny was that like the first time I tried to like launch, like working with you and applying like the methods, I was applying it to the wrong thing. Like I was trying to launch a launch program And I had more attention, more clicks than I ever had. I think I had like on one day I had, which this doesn't sound like a lot, but it is for me. It was like 25 people live on one of my workshops and like participating and commenting. And it was like really active. And I had like 50 people clicking on my link and not a single person bought. And I really genuinely attribute that to the fact that I was like just basically hawking another like business program that was just kind of like, you know, copy and paste. Like, and I know my strategies work for people, but, and even though there was magic involved in it, it wasn't the center of the messaging. So I wasn't talking about like how to let your intuition guide your business, you know? And I realized when I looked like Danielle helped me realize that when I looked at it objectively, it did not look like who I wanted to be or who I was like, so the first thing I did was, you know, I manifested a photo shoot. And so I literally just bought, I bought two really over the top glitter, like, um, sequin jumpsuits. Like one is, (laughs) one has these massive poofy sleeves. Like it is redonkulous. And so the first thing I did was go out and then I bought a gold wrap dress. So like we, I went all out. I was like, I gotta be like the fairy godmother. And I live in Tallahassee, Florida. So like, nobody's wearing this. Like, let me, like, this is not New York city. Like no one is wearing these things. And I found a photographer who like got me and got my brand. And we went out and we took all these photos and they were fun. It was like me twirling, me laughing, you know, all of this stuff. And that just the photos alone 
made such a huge shift. Like all of a sudden people were responding to things I was posting because, you know, it's kind of like that when Harry met Sally moment where it's like, I'll have what she's having, you know, it's like, she's clearly having fun in her business. I want to have fun in my business as well. And so we shifted the messaging there too. Then I like realized, okay, I was so worried on not becoming another manifestation coach that I became another business coach, like boring ass business coach. So I said, okay, I had that chat with my guides and I said, all right, I'm going to like do the weird thing. So you best like take care of me. And then I did. So how, how I became less focused on like regurgitating copy and regurgitating like everything that you had showed had showed me to do like during a campaign. And I became more analytical in the sense that like looking at the prompts being like, okay, what was the point of this? Like, you know, who's who, like, what's the theme behind this post? What is it meant to do? Okay. Now I'm going to write it my way. And so I, I looked at it more from a concept based place The other thing was that, you know, I just kind of took my own ego out of the situation. So when I like, for example, like I was doing my own sales page, writing my own sales copy and I'm a good writer. Like I was a journalist, you know, by trade for years. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to like open a channel. And when I say this, that sounds crazy, but it's like, we all, like all it is, is intuitive inspiration, right? That's it. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to free write and just let it come out and see what happens. Like, I'm just going to write, write, write. And then what I did is I would go back and read it aloud and see like, and if I was getting hyped while I was reading it, I knew I was on track. And whenever I felt stuck, I stopped. I was like, all right, I'm getting stuck. Let me take a break. Let me do some fun things. Let me like, you know, disconnect for the weekend or whatever it is. And so in that way, like I was able to basically like continue to follow my intuition within the framework of this structure you have provided. And so like, of course, it looks like things like, okay, we want to talk to like this kind of person about what they're struggling with and what they could have. And so it would be easy for me to just kind of regurgitate like your copy or somebody else's copy to be like, you feel stuck in your business and like you want to be making this kind of money. And I just realized that like my ideal client, like cared about a lot more than that. And they just wanted to be having fun. Like so many programs are kind of stuffy. Not everyone's a nerd like me, like who wants to like know the ins and outs, right? Yeah. Not everybody wants to feel like, like likes the nerdy things. So what could I teach that would be fun and how can I make embodiment fun? How can I make magic fun? And so that's just how I approached it was like, rather than really like trying to press into people's pain points um, around like money and business, I pressed into the pain points of like, it doesn't have to be hard. Like it can be fun and you can like have friends doing this and you can enjoy showing up to these calls. And like, you can like, this can be something that you look forward to. And so I guess that that's really what it is, is that I took, like, I just started analyzing things for like, what is the, what's the goal of this strategy? And then how do I apply it to like my unique person that I'm speaking to? I love that. I love that. And that's, that's so, what you said, they're so huge on so many different levels because we, we all look for those shortcuts. I just want copy and paste solution. Mm -hmm. No matter what coaching program you join, let me just directly copy step-by-step what they're doing. 
And I don't, you don't want to copy, you want to model like, like exactly mm-hmm. like, you, like you articulated there. You want to model what you're doing. Cause again, you don't want to become a, a clone of your coach or essentially then you and your coach are then competing because you look and sound the exact same, but it's more model the, the, the strategy, the framework, and then inject your own personality into it and be your weird own unique self like all day long. Um, yeah. The market is so crowded and uh, it's like robotic at this point. It's, it's, it really is. And, and the thing that I realized, cause I, I genuinely was like, when I look back now, I wouldn't have recognized it as fear at the time. I would have been like, oh no, I've already thought about that and I don't like it. Like I would have like a good reason for you if you had asked me back then. But the thing that you just like, like you just kind of were like, no, like you should be like that. That's weird and interesting and people will like it. Like, and it's funny because when I ran this campaign this time, I didn't have those figures of people tuning into my workshops or clicking on my emails, not not to the same extent. So like, I didn't have 25 people show up to my workshop live. I had eight was like my highest number at one point, eight people. But those eight people were so engaged and almost every single one of them booked a call with me. And I would rather have that. I would rather have eight super engaged people who book calls than have 25 who don't do anything. Yep. And let's let's talk about that for a second, because that is the power of high ticket, right? High ticket and alignment, and which I think is so huge, uh, especially for this audience tuning in, for everybody who's you know, under $10,000 a month, under $20,000 a month, um, right. Is oftentimes we, we, cause I made this mistake as well. I looked at and took a program from a very well-known marketer who has an audience of a hundred thousand people and the system and methodology they were teaching is sell a low ticket course to your hundreds of thousands of followers, which they have. And I did not. And most other coaches, new coaches don't. So that absolutely works for them because they have the following, the brand, the clout, but to sell low ticket out of the gate, you, you need a bigger audience mathematically for the numbers to make sense. If you're selling $500 1v1 program or course, you're trying to get 10K a month, you need 20 customers every single month to get the 10K a month. That's a big portion of your audience. Um Versus with high ticket, like you said, you don't have to have all the big numbers. You can have eight per eight people show up to your uh, workshop or to your webinar or to your event or whatever it is you're running. And if they're all qualified, you can have a monstrous $24,000 month. And so uh, I appreciate you sharing that, Jesse, because that's so huge. Um, and I think that's so interesting. Less people, better qualified people, a change in marketing and branding. And, and so this is awesome. So to get your clients... You ran a a workshop and clients attended the workshop. There was a call to action, which was book a call with you. Mm-hmm. And and then they hop on and um uh and booked a call with you and the and enrolled. So for folks, uh I'll ask you this. So what was the energy like? Because uh, again, right, you had a a launch that or a, a marketing campaign that didn't go well at first. You hadn't figured out your branding quite yet. Then you had one that just absolutely crushed it after the adjustments were were made, and you right. really stepped stepped into who you wanted to be uniquely. Uh, what was the energy like that was different, and what did you see and feel between the two? Was it anything you can share on on that? 
For sure. Yeah. The first time I was definitely in like desperado energy. So I was like super desperate and like feeling like this has to work. This has to work because if it doesn't work, I'm fucked. Like that's how I kept thinking. And then it didn't work, of course. And then like I was slightly fucked for it, but then I got unfucked. So it's like fine, you know, but the difference, the big difference was that like, I remember at the end of that launch, I sent you all these voice memos where it was just like word vomiting. And I was like, do you know, I got to quit. I'm going to get a job. Like this isn't working. I can't do this anymore. Like it was at that point. And you were like one more month, just give me one more month. It's going to be okay. Like we're going to fix it. Like you're going to be fine. And it was even just like that one month, like things just began to shift because I had the support of the community And like, and like, I'm not even close to everybody in the community, but I had like my one or two, like, you know, friends in that group that I really loved. And then I had you constantly responding to my anxiety ridden voice memos. So I just learned to like, start trusting. I was like, you know, and I actually did try to get a job and I got it. And then I was fired in a week. So I was like, (laughs) I I love that story, by the way, when you messaged me that I was, I was dying laughing in tears. Yeah. I've, um, I like, it's so funny. Like I've been fired, I think more than anybody I've ever met and not even it's rarely for bad reasons. It's just like, I think it's just my personality. I'm just like very tell it like it is, but this one anyway. So I just took that as a sign. I was like, all right, this was the job I was going to be excited about to do on the side. If that's not going to work, then I'm just going to like listen to Dino and give him this one more month. And I was afraid to launch again. I was afraid to do this campaign. I think I pushed it back twice and you were just kind of like, we got this, like, it's going to be okay. And like, we're going to troubleshoot it the whole time. And we're going to like change a few things and whatever you got it. And so when I finally did like it, first of all, like I landed, I did have like a successful like mini program that I did before then. So like I started feeling better where I was like, okay. And it was almost like I dipped my toe in the water. It was literally like, and I'd done it before, but this was like me, like, you know, going full woo. I did, um, it was a, like a full moon spell circle workshop situation. And then I soft pitched them on the big program. And what happened is that Nobody bought into the program, but somebody signed me, signed, signed up for one-on-one. And I was like, okay, things are shifting. Dino's right. Like, I'm just going to keep, keep rolling with it. And so I just had to bite the bullet and try again. And when I did try this time, because I'd already kind of lived through that big fear of it not working, I was like, well, if it doesn't work, it just means we're going to fix it and try something else. Like, it's going to be okay. It doesn't have to work out this way because I'm in, I'm feeling more chill about things. Like I just had to like, I guess like kind of just chill out really. And just like learn to like have fun with the process. So the big difference too, is that the first program, like I wasn't having any fun. I was teaching stuff that I already knew that was kind of basic. You know, it was like, you know, creating, I think the, the workshop I had done then was creating magnetic group programs. And I was going about it the business route way, which I do teach people how to do. But this one, I did a workshop. It was three parts and it was based on my three-part formula, align your intentions, embody them deeply and um, take inspired action every day. And it was all based in like manifestation. I said, this is how you can manifest anything in your life, but especially through your business. 
and I used examples and like, I didn't over teach, which I can, which I always tend to do. So I was able to like give people enough info that they were intrigued, that they wanted to like look at stuff. And the funny thing too, is I think more things went wrong with that launch with my second launch than went wrong the first time. But because I was in, because I was enjoying the process so much more, I was enjoying the copy I was writing. I was enjoying what I was teaching. I just didn't panic as much. Like there was a point, there were at least two that like two things messed up. One of them was that, oh, what was the first one? Something, oh, my sales page wasn't up for like a week because it was still writing. I was writing, 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 writing. So I'm sitting there like, you know, running. Just just the sales page where people go to. Right, where they go buy it. I was like, I got pay links. I was like, if somebody wants, like if they can still pay, like I got the links, it's fine. So I was like still writing my sales page. And then it only went up. I think it went up on the last day of the workshop is when it went up. And I was like, just in this space of like, it's fine because the sales page is so good. People are going to love it. Like, I'm not worried about it. And like that clearly didn't hold anybody back because people like were still booking calls with me. And then the other thing is that like they had booked calls and I was like, oh, well, technically, like they might not be able to be there on day one of the program. And you were like, well, who cares? Right. Like just record it and it's fine. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Like and so I wasn't as panicked about the deadline to enroll because I was like, really, this is like people would be fine if they start within the first couple of weeks. So who cares? Like, it'll be OK. And so I just kind of like let go of that pressure And then the other aspect of it, like at the very end of my launch, like I knew I was supposed to like, like push really hard and like send like two emails a day or like an email a day for like a long weekend, basically. And I got back, I'd gotten back from a trip and I was like, I am so exhausted. Like I can't even look at social media. I can't even look at my phone. Like, no, I can't do it. So it's like in the last few days of a launch, I just totally unplugged which I would have never done the first time because I was so focused on like making it happen. Whereas this one, I was like, Oh, but it's supposed to be the last three days of your launch. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just push the launch back. Like who cares? Like I've already got, I'm doing rolling admissions anyway. (laughs) So I did that. And then I just wrote an email and I was like, surprise, like (laughs) three more days for you to enroll. I, um, I, I gotta, I remember Jesse, we were on a, um, a mastermind team call. Right. And you're like, I remember you asked me a question. I won't go through it here, uh, per se. Cause I'm not sure if we should go through it here, but you asked me this question and you're like, what do I do in X, Y, Z scenario where, you know, like, you know, somebody wants to join, but technically the car's not open and this and that. And I was just like, I gave you this one answer and you're like, Oh, well that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get a message from you. Like, uh, two hours later, like two more clients on board or something. Um, yeah. The main thing I, I want to share with everybody about this, you know, is if you've heard everybody rants and rapes, imperfect action, it is a hundred percent true, but enjoying what you're doing, like is, is so, so crucial. And here's just exactly why like Jesse explained here, like it takes away the pressure. If you make a mistake, you're, you're comfortable enough to laugh it off and have fun with it, which then people enjoy it more because, to be honest, I don't know. At least it's not my personality type, but like, I don't think anybody wants to have to be a perfectionist or be held to those standards, at least. Mm-hmm. We're all imperfect. And so, you know, it, it's okay to mess up and have things not ready and to be like, yep, the sales page isn't done. Um, taking imperfect action. As long as you, the main thing, guys, you guys to take away listening in 
and then we're going to hop into some questions here is you just have to own, you have to own your value, your self mm -hmm. and lead by example. So when things aren't perfect, just say, yep, I, you know, I take imperfect action. You know, it's, it's not all set quite yet. And, and, and just own that. And then the other thing I'm a big proponent of though, is, is be super honest and, and forthcoming with folks. So like when we've launched our programs, I, and they're not even done yet. Right. I will let our, our people that are interested, they'll say, I'm interested in the program. I want to join. And so I just, we're very uh, straightforward with them. Awesome. It's going to be a six month program. We've only recorded the first month's worth of content, or we only have two videos recorded so far. It'll be coming. We just tell them what it is and roll with it. And people are normally really excited for that. They like new and imperfect and those things. And so um, I think oftentimes we build up, it needs to be just everything firing. Like Absolutely. Yeah. And I've actually had that, like with this program, like I've been like trying to build the like course, like the training that goes along with it. So it's like, we've still had calls and we've had a guest call and like support calls and all that. That's great. And I'm like, guys, bear with me. Like it's almost done. It'll like, you'll have it soon. You'll have it soon. And so it's like, you know, I just ask them to be patient with me and just like, it'll be okay. Like it's going to turn out right. Like it's, it's fine. And like, I think people appreciate that because they see that like, okay, I don't have to be as serious in my business either. I don't have to be perfect. I always say it's like a range, right? It's like, I say that it's not just type A, type B. It goes from like, like it goes all the way from like A plus, A plus to like B minus, right? So I say that I'm like a type B plus, like I'm mostly laid back, but I am a little neurotic and a bit of a perfectionist. So it's like, I'm still that I've got that plus on. I would say you're like an A minus. You're like, <laughs> you're like a type A, but you're chill. So <laughs> like you're organized, you're on top of everything, but you know, you, you leave real, you laugh off the, the unplanned. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so important to have fun in business um, and, mm -hmm. and to enjoy the people you work with and what you're doing. And <laughs> coincidentally, when you're in that energy and, and that have that flow and that mentality, that's when amazing things happen. And right, because you're in that energy, you're going to attract people who are also in that energy, which are not going to be the clients that cause issues, complain, mm -hmm. charge back, do all of the things um, because they are also in that state of abundance and happiness and all the things. And so, um, Jesse, I'm going to hop into a couple of questions here on my mobile phone. Um, let's see a question that come is comes through is Caroline asked, do you think a spiritual coach can only launch a program if it focuses on the financial growth of their clients? What is your perspective about it? So if I'm understanding the question, it sounds like, you know, can you be a spiritual coach who only focuses on money? Um, so, I mean, I think so. Like, I don't think it matters like what you teach as long as you're enjoying what you teach. So, you know, I've seen people like just totally do money mindset, you know, and that's, that's what they do. Um, and there's a lot of spiritual components to that. So I think that's fine. I don't think that's strange at all. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I will chime in and, and agree it, your niche does, it, it does not matter as long as it's something that you love, you understand well, or, um, or, you know, well enough to teach somebody else about it. You don't have to be the world's best. Let me make that clear. Nobody starts off as the world's best. Uh, you just have to know enough, uh, you know, more than the person you're actually targeting to teach it to. Um, and yeah, you don't have to, in the spiritual space, ton of spiritual coaches. Oh, yeah. 
crushed it. And relationship coaches, um, attraction coaches, um, it doesn't have to be tied back to um, money whatsoever. Um, so yeah, we see a lot of interesting niches out there as well. Uh, a lot of clients in different niches and uh, yeah, it does not have to be tied back to money. So great, great question, Caroline. Um, and uh, yep, does not have to be tied back to money. If that's something you want it to be kind of an overlap with, you can blend a couple things, but um, yeah, it doesn't have to be tied back to it. Um, Jesse, we've almost been going an hour now. I didn't realize how, how fast time is going by. It's so easy for me to chat with you, my friend. Um, let's see, we will, I guess we got to wrap this one up because it's almost an hour. Uh, an hour long. Um, but I just want to say first and foremost, congrats on an amazing $24,000, uh, you know, this month so far, um, I titled this, you know, how Jesse's done $20,000 and then we hopped on together and you're like, Oh, by the way, another client in. So, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so incredible, my friend, congratulations. Thank you so much for sharing with us all the different things, your insight, your perspective, what's working for you, the shifts you made so many takeaways here. Um, Jesse, how do, how do we get in touch with you? People want to learn yeah. all the cool things you do. How, how do we, uh, how do we get in touch with you? I have a free Facebook group called five figure launch Queens. I'm also on Instagram at J underscore De Silva. It's D a has an apple. And then, yeah, you can find me, find me on all the spots. Like you, my, my Facebook profile is open. So if you just like search De Silva, I'm doing a kissy face. I'm wearing my sequin jumpsuit with the poofy sleeves. So you can't miss me. <laughs> and then of course, like my website, which is jessicadesilva.com. Awesome. Awesome. And guys, we will have notes for you or we'll drop off some links in the comments section. You're online. Um, and otherwise, uh, if you're listening to this as like a podcast, Jessica, the CA at the end, the Silva, the way it sounds, um, dot com for her website. Uh, but yeah, Jesse, thanks so much, my friend, for for a lot of things. One for your time, for hopping on here, sharing everything, and and for working with us uh, with your back against the wall and and being your amazing, unique self, and and just and demonstrating as a leader that you can be who you want to be and do amazing things. So uh, appreciate you greatly, my friend. Uh, guys, that's it for for this uh, call. Again, if you want to get in touch with Jesse, we'll have some links beneath this video. Also, if you guys want a are interested in a free 20 minute connection call um, with nothing for sale, we have nothing for sale on this call. But if you guys want to learn, uh, hop on a connection call, a client attraction strategy call, nothing for sale, just comment below client attraction. One of our team members will reach out. We'll hook you up with a free 20 minute call. There's nothing for sale on that. All right. So Jesse, thanks again, my friend. And guys, hey, Dina Gomez here. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to head on over to thesecretsofcoaching.com for more resources, downloads, videos, and cheat sheets to help you grow your online coaching business. All right, and if you picked up a cool tip or strategy from this particular episode, we would love a five-star review where every single month we choose one lucky winner to win access to one of our coaching programs. All right, so that is it for this episode, guys. We will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Thank you.